Welcome Sojourners, this is Jonathan with Sojourners Awake. In this episode, the Sojourners find themselves in the middle of the desert of Avernus with a busted dragon wagon. I imagine the dragon wagon looked a lot like a minivan or a, uh, a little bus that they drove around and it's been destroyed and they're trying to repair it and that's where the scene begins. I think we did a lot of good role play and, or excuse me, I think we did a lot of good social interaction in this episode. Really good examples of using all the senses to engage with your environment and even a couple skill challenges that resulted in a lot of great storytelling. In fact, I think it propelled the story forward, as you will find out. There is one example where I borrowed uh, a scene from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, the one that starred George C. Scott. And it was the ability to take a human experience and turn it into a human presentation. And this allows us to really wrestle with uh, things that plague our society um, as if they were living, breathing uh, people. So let's see if you find out where I placed that. But really that's the great thing about any kind of role-playing game is you get the opportunity to take things that are intangible and turn them into something tangible. Like anger turning into killing a dragon. <laughs> really the sky's the limit. Or in this case, the desert of Avernus, the first layer of hell. And that's where we find our sojourners. And so for now our story continues. The sojourners gathered close together in Grove Lore Cave. Zariel, a tall, imposing devil, stood before them, secured by her soldiers and captain. Her captain, Bell, stood aside watching and studying. His salt and pepper beard swayed gently in the low wind, coursing through this cave. After recovering from battle, the Sojourners decided to meet with Zariel regarding their plans in Avernus. The fiendish warlord clenched her hulking fists as time passed on, but she reserved a smile for them as she granted them a moment to come together in agreement. Upon much deliberation, the Sojourners decided the best course of action was to notify the Archduchess of Yinigu and his plan to slowly sneak in the Croactoic a large demon slug designed to transport hundreds of foul creatures. They decided then to take up Zariel's offer to temporarily join her army and defend the Stygian docks upon the Black River Styx. This opportunity would give her soldiers enough resources to repair the dredges and pumps to sift through the toxic water for the missing souls lost in the winding Black River. Zariel gladly offered them the dragon wagon, weapons, armor, and tools to prepare them for the job ahead. She wasted no time then summoning her troops to move out and brace for the continued assaults from the abyss. However, the captain and former Duke of Avernus, Bell, made a pass at the sojourners, revealing that he believed in a better plan, a compromised plan, and a balanced war and then he revealed to them the location of Angel Strike, 
the hidden key to Zariel's redemption. Along with Farius, Stormbite, and others in this motley crew upon the dragon wagon, the sojourners boarded and roared off into the desert once again with two offers upon their hands. But as fate would have it, for indeed, these sojourners have a destiny. Zarion drove the uncontrollable war machine into a gully. And so in the middle of the desert of Avernus, with a firestorm well on the way, our story continues. And upon, upon the wreckage of this machine, as everyone stands around with their hands upon their shoulders, wagging their heads at the incompetence of the driver, with parts streaming about the desert, find Felthrin Grovelor off just a little distance. And Felthrin, what do we see? Well, you first see Felthrin. Uh, say something along the lines of uh, it looks like third time's a charm with other drivers and then he just kind of quietly wanders off and as he gets off a little distance you see him look up to the sky and then kind of look down to the ground and and look towards mountains he's not exactly sure where to face so he he finds the the tallest mountain he can see and uh, it's probably unintelligible to you guys, but you can hear murmur, uh, murmuring off in the distance. And uh, But what he says is, uh, Morden, father of dwarves, you are good. Th thank you for introducing me to Lycaon, the Lightning Lord uh, from Arcadia. Uh, and thanks for Ark. Help my companions to take heart and trust you. Garandan is connecting with Lathander. Hay is with his lady. Bramble and Zarian don't seem to worship any gods. Uh, I know you can help us all and lift our spirits. Avernus is getting the best of them, and all of the fighting in this evil place is wearing them out. You know, they aren't old dwarfs like I am. Uh, we have to work with some evil people to accomplish the greater good. I don't understand this well. So I'm trusting you and my companions to guide me. Also Serena and the old gods and those waiting for me in Arcadia strengthen me some. Oh, more than I've been tormented by a voice in my head and it's getting louder. He's trying to get me to be selfish and live for myself at the expense of all others, and especially at the expense of the greater good. So far, I have resisted the torment, but I need your help to stay the course. I just want to finish what we have to do here and get back to Bonzarel and Grovelord. Please help us. Oh, and help Felix serve the greater good too. And then he'll just kind of wander around a little bit more and uh, kind of peek over his shoulder. And if it looks like something is uh, moving forward or somebody's starting to do something worthwhile, he'll wander back. 
Belthrin, upon arrival, back to the wreckage scene, Farius is standing next to Zerion and Bramble. And he's just kind of pointing to the igniter and say, well, now it looks like that igniter, it's a lot more volatile than I thought. So, you know, one of us is gonna have to spend some time trying to figure out the wiring and everything just to make sure that thing doesn't blow a fuse. Like I said, you ever heard of a fireball? Well, just think of that 20 more times and it'll light you on fire. He kind of pokes at Zerion's skin and says, but uh, that wouldn't bother you now, would it? I can tell you what bothers me. A broken vehicle that I have to drive in the middle of the blistering desert. Hey, hey, listen, man, we are in a bit of a war. And so we got to do what we got to do. Now, we got a, we got a situation right here. I got my my crew right there, ready to go on to the Stygian docks, just like Archduchess said. But you and yours crew, you got to bust a wagon. Ain't no lie about it. So, I mean, we ain't, we ain't got to point no fingers or anything. I mean, you did what you had to do, and we did what we had to do. But someone's got to fix this igniter. I'll fix it. But right, I need right. to know, is there anything else about the vehicle that, I, that has to be tended to? Well, now, let's see how smart you are. <laughs> make an in, make a, uh, investigation check. Bramble, to what do you pay attention to as Farius and Zerion are talking about the faulty uh, warp machine? I think he's kind of uh, like seeing where Farius is pointing, but not listening to his words a whole bunch hearing that he's not saying anything useful um, and he's gonna maybe just try to see learn a little bit about how the system works not that he has any particular insight just kind of sit and think about it for a bit what did you get Zerion? 19 um, 16 plus 3 yep alright so you do know that it's gonna take about 500 gold to get the faulty ignition back to working it's going to be about two hours of work, and you're going to have to test it to see if the igniter doesn't simply just incinerate the whole vehicle. Bramble, what you discover is you kind of look around this dune buggy. You see that there is a large pool of demon ichor that is slowly leaking out of the bottom. It seems as the, the fuel line has been busted. You, you kind of scrawl your small body under there. You quickly see that the fuel line itself is made from this really hard animal skin and there's a serious rend in that fuel line would require a simple animal skin to patch well it looks like i found another problem under here well look at that ain't you some kind of mechanic I, i'm just you know pretty sure that a big puddle of ichor is not a good thing oh yeah that's coming out a bit that's gonna be at least 200 gold and probably about four hours of work but uh, tell you what, we passed a herd of kuchilas, those little pig de devils. They're all herding out there. If one of y'all can hunt them, we could skin them and just put that animal skin right on that fuel patch and get it done before the, 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 the ichor leaks out. I was hoping you'd say that. Great. All right, well, um, don't make them mad. They'll gore you to death pretty good. And uh, hey, well, you're a, uh, um, save some for us. No, we're not devils and everything. We gotta eat. <laughs> Bring the meat back, cause we could we could save it for later. All right. Bramble 
you go off and take the mission to capture Kuchila. Do you go it alone? Um, pass. What's what's the intelligence of these creatures? Negative four. Okay. They're beasts. Um, I'm thinking about if there's some way that he would be able to isolate one. Like if there's mm. if there's cover where he could get close to one and do a sneak attack on it, or um, you know, some way isolate one. If if he can come up with a plan to do that, if something stands out to him, then he'll do that. Otherwise, he'll call on Felthrin to. Can I cast pass without trace on them? Yes, you can. Well, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace on Bramble so he can actually get the job done without like, too many interruptions. If anything does happen, he'll be safe. Plus 10, plus 10 to your stealth roll, Bramble. That's exciting. Uh, it is quite a distance away, so you're going to have to get not completely without an eye shot. You can see the herd of Kachila right under one of those mountains where Felthorn was praying towards. They've congregated there, and it looks like they're just rooting around for like scraps of food. Um, you would have to cross the plains and find a, a rock or an iron petrified tree to hide behind until they were unaware of your presence. But you would be within quite a running distance, save something should happen here in the open plain. Um, I, he'll head off in that direction, and as he passes by Felthrin, he'll say, I'm gonna, we need to get some hide from these things over there. Um, you can come if you want to, it's a bit of a distance. Well, you know I'm not very stealthy, so how about this? How about you go and I'll keep an eye on you. And if you start to get out of eye distance from me, I'll sneak your direction a little bit so I can keep an eye on you and on these guys. Sounds good. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Ark jumps up upon Felthrin's shoulder and begins crackling a little bit of electricity. Zerion, with you're, as you're sitting in this driver's seat, you're looking at the ignition. Um, the wires are completely open uh, with no metal plate covering or protecting them. And you can see they lead to a large conductor in which all the demon ichor flows and surcharges to power this machine as you turn the wheel um, but very quickly you're able to put the wheel the steering wheel back up on secure it with a bolt but to repair this igniter so it's not so faulty and, and volatile I would ask how are you proceeding with this oh uh, I'm staring I'm staring at the I'm staring at the mechanism and um I have to repair the wiring. The um, connect all the wiring that needs to be connected. Uh, clean um, the demon nigger off the thing so there wouldn't be any ignitions going on. Um, so the place wouldn't burst into flame. Uh, and with all that done, I test the um, vehicle. I pop, is there a key? Sticking the key ignition. Yeah, so turn it on. Yeah, I've revved it several times, hit the gas pedal several times, trying to, it is revving up, is revving up, is revving up, and I stop for a few moments to see 
and look to see if there's anything there that else that has to get fixed. While that is happening, Garandan, Stormbite, the large werewolf, kind of looks at this back tire of this dune buggy, and there's this large demon skeleton that has been run over, but its sternum has punctured a hole in the tire. And you can see that it's going to take some level of deafness in order to pull this thing out. Otherwise, the demon skeleton is causing the imbalance of the axle and the wheels. And Stormbite is just sitting there scratching his behind. Looks at you. Well, do you know how to fix it? The Garandan will snap too, because he dived out of the car looking for hay. Uh, and the last one. And so he's just looking around and just scratching his head like, that crazy guy's disappeared again. Like, just uh, almost dies, and then now we can't find him. Oh, oh, uh, a wheel. Um, well, I can I can do a mending spell once we get that thing out of here. Repair the hole. Give me a hand. And All together. Right. Yeah, together you and Stormbite begin to pull upon it. Simple enough, let's make a strength check. 13. 13, okay. Make it with advantage since Stormbite is helping you. Nine. <laughs> Not strong. Uh, please subtract 200 gold from this, uh, this, uh, this project. Yeah. And you are unsuccessful. And what ends up happening is you, you pull and pull on this demon spine and you rip through and the shards of bones go flying, yet the sternum is still impacted into the tire, but this time it's flush with the tire, so you can't actually get a grip upon it. This looks like a Felthman job. Yeah, but look. And he kind of pushes the dune buggy back and forth and you notice that it's not jolting anymore as it is flush with the tire. Nevertheless, the spine itself is still at risk for rupturing the wheel. I think you made it worse. Various, he made it worse. Well, you asked the... I'm the brains of this outfit, not the strength. Yeah, you're not very smart, though. Stormbite just storms off trying to get away from this failed... Uh, this failed project. Um, and Zerion, you're going to go and start the ignition? Yes. All right. It's going to be 200 gold, and you're going to have to make a make it Arcana check. I check. Yes, this is yeah. This is technology. All right. I'm 50 corn gold short. I only got 150 in my bank. I'm sure you can borrow it from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Arcana check. Right. Yep. Ooh, two plus the uh three that's five okay uh so garandan as you're sitting there uh you're trying to pull this off this uh this bone out and at the last minute you kind of turn around felter and you're walking back to the cave stormbite turns around and you hear this click zarion and the igniter fails dealing 14 fire damage to you felter and you get flashed with 14 fire I'm invincible to fire, right? Yes, you are. Okay. So I still take damage or no? No, you're just on fire right now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm so I just <laughs> casually step out the car, back the stuff off, and I run over 
to the other guy who's got caught on fire. I roll him on, I push him to the ground. Don't touch me. Had him down. <laughs> You've done enough damage, Darian. First you can't drive, then you can't fix. Stay away from the demon, Ica, you fools. Where's that coming from, anyway? It's just pooling and leaking. Bramble, while you're... How do you per, how do you approach this herd of Kuchilas? In, in some way, so he sees the petrified forest that's not terribly far from them so he goes kind of a circuitous route to make sure that that petrified forest stays between him and the majority of the herd so he can get relatively close um, and then he'll come to the the edge of it that's close closest to them and wait for maybe up to five minutes he's not looking to spend a whole lot of time at this but just to see if any any of them happen to separate or if he can figure out a pattern and how they're moving or something like that um, and if no great opportunity arises he'll sneak out as carefully as he can um, to get within range for uh, for the glove of firing Make an animal handling check to see if you can determine the best way to approach them. A six. Mm. This uh, presents a challenge to you as they are not really diverging from each other. They seem very uh, instinctively protective. They keep their wounded, their young, and their elderly within the circle. And the larger bulls stay on the outskirts one of them stiffs the wind and seems to spot your approach. But let's see how stealthy you are. Make your stealth check, plus 10. Okay, 30, 39, 39 with the plus 10. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, and you notice that the Kuchila that was paying attention to you all of a sudden looks up and you quickly like, in the periphery, you can see hay floating upon a kite string <laughs> out in the distance. Uh, near the wreckage and all of a sudden this large firebomb just goes off Zarion steps outside he's on fire and trying to pat Felthrin out and Felthrin and him are tussling back and forth tempers are flaring up uh, you will make your attack with disadvantage okay. modded 20 that's enough <laughs> the, air, the f- missile goes firing through the air and you hear this loud squeal and the, the one that is wounded just begins running around in this cyclonic circle, leaving a trail of blood just going out. It disperses the herd momentarily until they regroup and rout away, sniffing in the wind to see where the predator is at. Naturally, they go away from the fire blast. Slowly and stumbling, this dizzy creature slumps to the ground, its blood draining out. Felthren would run that way when he hears the pig squeal if he's close enough to hear it. Felthrin, you arrive next to Bramble and together the two of you are standing over this Kuchula, this six-legged pig creature with a large spined tail. Keeping I guess we better take it back. Well, it's not quite dead yet. One more one more bolt to the, the head. Oh, uh, save your bolts. Head. Watch save out for your, its tail. Save your bolts and then uh, Felthrin will get on the head side of the thing and crush its head. Make a deck save. <laughs> Seven. Oof, yeah. So we'll just do that. 
12 points of spine damage, uh, 12 points of piercing damage of the tail, right as Bramble says, watch out for the tail, and then the tail just whacks you in the head instinctively, leaving three large spines sticking in your skin. Oh, oh. yeah, that tail. Oh. I guess I should have traded for the axe. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's get this thing packed up. Don't Together. grab it by the tail. Together, the two of y'all walk back, dragging this Cthulhu, and Farius looks at you, Bramble and Felther, and says, well, at least we've had some kind of success. Dad gum, man, let's skin this big thing and get that that fuel line wrapped up. Bramble, if you would minus uh, 150 gold to get this I job done. Don't have it. <laughs> All right, Garandan's bankrolling the whole operation. Okay, pretty much. <laughs> I have cash too. Yeah. So all together, 150, 200, and 500 gold to get the project complete. It's been four hours. The ignition is not repaired and still very volatile. And while the tire, the back left tire is not gonna jolt and risk knocking anyone off, it is possible that there might be a mishap and the entire tire just go flying off and, and explode. So, so qu that question real quick. Um, their guys are doing all this work and they're they're charging us for it as they're fixing it? The, the gold is more representing the the time and energy and resources. Okay, if that but makes. we're doing the work. Yeah, you're actually rolling. Yeah, you're doing the work and everything. Right. Stormbite tried to help Garandan. Farius tried to help kind of navigate everything, but for the most Fel part, yeah. Felthorn's going to look at uh, Bramble and say, help me out if I'm not being too persuasive. And then he's going to look at Farion and say, hey, uh, don't you have to get to the docks? I mean, if you guys are delayed too long, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, you know, um, and he's pointing to the suns. He says, you see that horizon right there? You, you, we got about two hours left of daylight. And I'm reckoning you boys have not spent a night here in Avernus. You think daytime's bad. He kind of looks at you, Zarion, in a knowing way. Nighttime's pretty bad. You best want to take cover. Um, he, you know, I was kind of figuring, yeah, I kind of see that you're handling yourself. Um, that's not a bad idea. Farius seems very relieved at the fact that you mentioned you might save him some time and risking the cover of darkness. Well, I would say that either you go with your friends to the dock or you stay here and fix this and we'll take your buggy and go to the dock. You oh, choose. wait, hey, yeah, no no need to be pushy, man. I'm, a, I'm an easy sell, you know, don't overplay your hand or anything. That don't get you very far in Avernus, but I like your idea. Hey, um, Stormbite, go and wrap everything up, man. I think these boys got it here. Just uh, watch that ignition, because um, Zarion can take the heat, but I'm reckoning uh, that, that henfolk over there, he'd be burnt up in a crisp. Dwarves don't like it very much either. Okay, let's keep working on this, guys. Let's try to get it done before dark. I <laughs> Various Stormbite and the rest of the devils, the Fae, they all leave, and you hear the rumble of their engines tear away into the darkness. Farius says, I'll see y'all at the docks. Don't be too long out here. 
We'll get there as quick as we can. Oh, I forgot to tell you one thing. And then he drives off. Should have took their vehicle. Well, now we can go get the sword, guys. Well played, Caldrin. Well yeah. uh, I did it for once. <laughs> <laughs> you charming old bugger, you. <laughs> there is a large Kuchila carcass that is sitting on the back of the dune buggy that Farius forgot to bring. It lies there, the meat fresh. The dragon wagon seem to be prepared for now. However, the ignition still not repaired. How do you proceed, Garen Dan? So, with his mending spell, will he be able to do anything to patch up any holes, um, to fix any tears, kind of put a little extra love on anything? Taking a little bit of extra time, uh, since, yeah, we didn't spend too much time with you, I'll allow you to do an arcana check just to see if you could figure out how to use mending on this dragon wagon. 13. 13? It's taking quite a bit of time, but do you focus most of your efforts upon that demon spine, or do you want to go elsewhere on the, upon the machine? Um, I'm thinking the tear in the fuel line wouldn't be terrible. Um, that's already fixed. Oh, right? that's already fixed? Then yeah, I'm, I'm thinking more this wheel, I don't want it to blow out at an opportune time. Okay, so Garen Dan, you spend some time concentrating despite bolts and nuts and things rusting, completely falling upon. One time this little human skull just collapses to the ground and bumps up against your knee as you're like a welder, just focusing all your energy. Just melting the rubber of this tire just enough to fuse with the demon skeleton. And eventually it becomes one piece together and you feel successful. So how do you proceed? Aha, I did something. I wouldn't recommend hitting it, but it's as good as I got. All right, Bramble, can you help Zarian with that uh, engine thing and try not to light me on fire again? Maybe I can help from over here. Well, Garandan's gonna run over and just clap a buff on the back, cast Guidance and hit them up. You guys have got this, don't worry. Two heads are better than one. All right, let's take a look. Bramble, given the circumstance, um, how would you proceed with the best way to repair this? Uh, I think I'd talk to Zarian and see if he can figure out what went wrong. Oh. Uh, well, apparently this thing's busted. I'm trying to get it fixed. It's giving me a couple of trouble. I'm not sure what it is. We may have to open it up and take a look inside. Did you check all the lines, make sure nothing's crushed? Uh, that's what I want to do. I mean, for, but for us to be possible, I have to bust this thing open and take a look inside and find the problem where it is before I start the ignition. All right, well, I'm going to go back there right. while you open it up, and I'll come over once it's <laughs> once it's good and open. Sarion, you go to the front. You pop open the hood, and this noxious odor, gas and sulfur begin to burp forth from this ancient war machine. And this... You see like bits of machinery, gears and cranks and pistons melded together. 
see oil and grease, but hidden in the compartments of this war machine are humans, gaunt, nearly skeletal with sallow eyes and cheeks, lying in between the gears and the cranks. They slowly crane their necks towards the light of the setting suns, and indeed in your direction. They open their mouths to speak, but yet not strong enough to utter a word. Four or five of them crammed up in here. Well, okay, I see the humans are starved. Is there a way can we feed them? There is no food that will satisfy us. We are the gluttonous. We are the lusty. We are hungry. One of them reaches forward and grabs your wrist, Garandan. His eyes nearly pop out of his head and said, I am fearful and I am afraid. Why are you here? We are here to bring balance and do the greater good. If it uh, includes helping you all, then we're, we're here for you. What is your name? I am Garandan Greybeard. Garandan Greybeard is my god now. I will listen to these last words and I will fear upon them. I will fear the balance. And his hand pulls away, leaving an icy cold residue on your wrist. Zarion, the other one, looks at you and begins to slowly paw towards you, smacking its lips and begins salivating, trying to take a morsel of anything in the air, sucking on a plume of smoke, licking the oil up off the engine, singeing its tongue. I, I'm the hungry. I'm, I am hungry. You are food, I take it? Is there I anything? Will... Give me your life. Give me your attention. Give me your concentration. I will take everything you have. Oh, uh, okay. Well, why don't we start with food? instead. What is your name? Zerion. Zerion, I am your friend. Okay, friend. I can offer you food. I can offer you coin. I can offer you something, but my uh, life I cannot give you. Oh, I will take the coin. I will take your attention. I will take your time. And eventually I will take your life. And then he slumps gently into the machine. And then you see the wire frayed, burst, standing and looking at you. The only sane thing coming from this engine. Garandan, at the simultaneous time, you also see this frayed wire, the source of your problems. I don't think there's much we can do for them, but let's get our uh, vehicle up and running. You see that there? What do you think we have to do? Well, first, we if they try to get in the way, they may be a problem if they get in the way. I don't want, I'm not much for hurting human beings, but we have to get this vehicle up. I recommend we toss some meat in to keep the hungry one busy for a while. And while he's eating, we repair the vehicle. And if all else, if all else fails, uh, we can have Felfer and deal with the, yeah, the uncooperative yeah. one. They seem pretty integral to this machine. 
We need them to make it real. Yes, we do need them, but not all of them, let's put it that way. One of them goes, the other one can work the rest. The hungry ones I'm worried about. Keep the other one alive, who sees you as a god. He's to be a more cooperative one. As I said before, we do real well with one of them. Just toss a slab of meat in there. I'm pretty sure he'd be preoccupied with that eating that. Repair the repair the wire, and we can I can start this ignition and we'd be on our way out. Sounds like a plan. Felthorn and pulls some food out of his bag, gives it to the hungry one. Says, Okay, do your work, friends. Begins to slobber it up. Garen Dan, how do you proceed? He's watching readying his warding flare just in case they make a quick move um, to do anything and he's he's actually he's kind of into um, two minds because he's he's watching them but at the same time he wants to help them but he doesn't quite know what it is they need because um, obviously they're you know they're quite sick and um, so he's, he's thinking about praying for healing for them, but he doesn't know if it's going to help them or if it's going to hurt the, the... So he's just really tall and he's quite conflicted by this scene. Garandan, what can you do to help these people? Clearly they're humans. They don't belong they're here. Clearly they're mortal. I think they need help from a higher power than me. This guy claims me to be a god, but we all know that's not true. <laughs> well, you know who to talk to. Yes. Yes, he, you were right, brother. Thank you. It, that it came from my fellow dwarf. Yes, and Garandan will uh, cast divination. As you cast the spell communing with the divine, what sort of features accentuate this scene? I imagine the dune buggy sitting there with the, the hood open, the arms and legs and tails of these creatures are beginning to crawl out of the machine. You may have to bat one to get it back into place. Brambles at a safe distance fell from your side and Zarion leaning over into the hood, trying to assess the damage done. What does Garandan do? So Garandan with the fumes coming off and then just the, the you know, smell in the air, the, just the humanity and the, the brokenness and knowing that all things are made new in Moradin's forge, uh, he reaches out to his roots and in this place of Avernus, he's kind of forgotten uh, a little bit because he's been focused on Lathander, but the love of Moradin for his people is pouring out to his love for humanity of this wretchedness, of this brokenness and lust and this the, the fact that they're here and just constantly wanting, 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 and he wants to feel that because that's what Moradin's done for him. Moradin, is there something I can do for them? With one knee upon the desert floor, your head bowed in reverence, you feel a hand, a strong hand upon your shoulder radiant heat unlike the dry unforgiving heat of Avernus you hear that strong paternal voice my dwarven son sadly 
Some people's existence are just a cautionary tale to the wise. You know of those who take black holes of resources. Nothing can satiate their hunger. Not you. I worry more for the tug in your heart. Futile adventures. Stay the course. And let these remain as a caution to the wise. For that is their lot. They have chosen their gods. Garandan. And he reaches out a hand to you. You are our friend. We fear Garandan. And then he'll try to intimidate him to stay away. Look, I know this may seem a little cold, but understand there is a group of humans in the other machine that they drove off with. We don't have time to rescue every last one. This is normal here in Avernus. And it breaks my heart. But right you are. We should be about this. They have their food. I'm ready if they make a move. Are you ready? I'm ready. And the wire stands there, frayed and broken. How do you proceed? Uh, I, I, I go in waist, waist deep, uh, laying in, reach down as far as I can. I quickly grab the two wires. I work them together tightly, connecting each strand to where it belongs. It's popping right now, it's stinging my hand. I'm trying to hurry up and fix it before everything fix it. I tug on it a little bit more, tie it up real tight, and move it a little bit to make sure it's secure. I push out of the engine, slams the hood closed. As you do so, paws and hands and feet grope all around your sides and your legs. Once hugs you, its skinny skull resting upon your neck, embracing you as you sit there and put this wire back together. With Garandan's help, advantage, and your guidance, please make a sleight of hand check. That's 16, 11 plus 5. Uh, and, and use your guidance, because it's roll been a minute. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to roll your guidance for you. That's the one I'm missing. It's a one. <laughs> wow. Fun times, right? All right, so 16 plus one? Yes, 17. You get it, you get it done. It takes a long time. Brambrick, you watch the horizon. The suns begin to drop deeply over the horizon. And for the first time since you've been in Avernus, darkness floods over the plain. I'll give you a minute to respond as as Zerion patches up the rest of this wire. Yeah, the longer it takes, Bramble's just getting sort of more and more nervous um, and keeping his eyes on the horizon, looking out for whatever trouble um, Farius was talking about. Doesn't know exactly what he's expecting, but, you know, he's looking, looking up and looking around. Yeah, go ahead and make a post-perception check. Rolled a 17, so it's it's a lot. <laughs> Probably good. You hear the humming and the thrumming of wings. 
buzzing sounds like insects. They don't sound quite like the demons that you experienced before. They sound more predatory and a lot more like beasts hunting the field. You see the shadows grow as the light begins to spread. Large wasp-like insects humming and buzzing around you beginning to swirl. Under the cover of night, they hunt these hell wasps. We have, this vehicle is the bus-like one, or is it? Yeah. Hay is still kind of floating off on the kite string. Uh, we we should get hay down. We're going to have company soon from the air. I think we should try to travel. I don't know that there's any safe place for us to camp, so let's start heading towards where the sword's supposed to be. Let me see and that map again. Nazarion finishes the last touches. You hear the engine begin to spark again and rumble safely with the fuel line intact, the demon Icker still present. You got quite a couple hours of drive time available. The hood is slammed and the humans trapped back inside. Felthrin, as you and Bramble begin looking over this map, you see the insignia of Bell, in which he indicated in the middle of the wasteland the location of Angel Strike, not but three hours away. Let's go that way. And who among you drives the distance? Felthrin does. <laughs> Zarion, Zarion, you find that Felthrin's in the driver's seat. Felthrin, uh, would you make a survival check followed by a strength check or athletics? For survival and athletics. It's pretty Oh. Natural one. Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> really? <laughs> Pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the game. Ooh. Hope you had fun. Beltran steps on the gas pedal, drives as fast as he can into the closest petrified tree to kill all of his companions. <laughs> okay. okay um, all right. Then Hay drifts off. <laughs> the hell wasps carrying him away. Yeah. Zarion just walks. <laughs> Garandan crawls under the hood with the corrupted souls. <laughs> <laughs>
please continue to tune in as I uh, prepare the second half of Onward and Upward toward the prize. Uh, thanks again to Tabletop Audio for their wonderful background sounds and ambiance. I do support them, and you should too. Uh, you can visit them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And so for now, our story concludes. <laughs>